Dang, I probably should have elevated my mic a bit more because now I'm like hunching and I already have back problems because, you know, aging. Yeah, like, like on, the, on the phone screen right now, like your head is just all the way on the bottom of my screen. It looks like a little hunchback. <laughs> no, wait, wait. I don't know if you can see it, but the light is like, it looks like a sun on top of your head. Like the light. Oh, that is yes. so I don't know why that is. This is so cute. This reminds it's me. It's my ceiling fan light. Oh, this reminds me of like Teletubbies. Like that is like the big sun and you're a Teletubby. The baby sun face. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm the red Teletubby. Yeah. What's this, What's oh, their name? I, I have no idea. Poe? Tinky Winky Dipsy Poe. I think I'm Poe. But anyways, an interesting voice we're yeah. hearing now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean... Did you guys ever mention in the podcast that I was taking a hiatus at all? Like I was... Yes, I have mentioned it two times okay. in case long-time <laughs> listeners are wondering, where the hell is Lucy? Or Did there could Kim be just listeners her one day? that ask, who the hell is Lucy? <laughs> Lucy is the co-founder of Lucent Translation, and she went on a little hiatus. Felt like a long hiatus. Which... <laughs> and I mean, hiatus. technically, I still am on a hiatus but like him every now and then tells me like hey if you want ever want to come back and just like do a random episode i'm totally up for it and i hit you up like maybe two weeks ago and around the new year's time when i was kind of self-evaluating my life and just doing a lot of thinking um i was like i kind of want to do a recording with kim again and so here we are um I wish I had exciting, super exciting news to bring to this table, um, but we'll just we'll just see what comes out. <laughs> I mean, it has been a yeah, while. I mean, I'm just happy. I'm just happy to have you on an episode, oh. and I'm glad that you reached out to me because I felt like I was pestering oh, really? you every so often, oh my being like, "Hey, Lucy," which would you is like to funny because you only like okay, we're the the type of friends we only catch I don't know once a month. But you were only sending me texts like once every couple weeks. And to anyone else, it's like, are you guys even friends? And that's funny because to you, it felt like you were pestering me, which is like the total opposite. <laughs> pestering is like <laughs> every day. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew you'd also be okay with it, but it was kind of like this was this podcast is sort of our baby, yeah. right? So I felt like I'd want your input on things. You know, I would love to have you on as much many times as I yeah. could, right? But, you know, now we have, like, Trisha on board, mm -hmm. and, of course, the offer still extends to you. You can come back whenever. We would love to have mm -hmm. you. But, anyway, we are on together right now. Yes. Give us a little update on what has been happening with you. Gotcha. So, the last time we recorded, I was up in Boston. I think that was last last summer. Um, And I've talked about this before, but long story short... I went through this medical device program for six months up in Boston. Um, and near like the last two months, that's when everyone in our class were like applying for jobs and stuff like that. And so for me, I've lived in the Pittsburgh area for six or seven years. And starting the program, I told myself, never going back, never going back. I want to try something new. But then, um, once I got up to Boston, I caught myself making these comments like, oh, Pittsburgh has better this or Pittsburgh has better that. Um, but I still told myself, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going back. Um, I have nothing against Pittsburgh. It's just I just wanted to try something new. And then the job I have now, it kind of just popped up. And I was like, OK, I'm just going to apply. Maybe it'll be my backup. Um, 
And long story short, I ended up loving the people I talked to. They're the people I work with now, and they were pretty much my deciding factor between this and another job. Um, and so, yeah, picked that job, um, came back to Pittsburgh in uh, end of September. It started my job beginning of October. And so it's been a good like three months um, at my job. And honestly, like I can truly say, at least right now, I love my job and I love the people that I work with. I'm on like a team of like nine. Um, everyone's just been super nice. Um, so the job, I mean, the job aspect overall, um, it's definitely been really, really busy uh, because we have a training period of, of like around eight months, um, but we've been getting a lot of business in Pittsburgh. And so they're trying to shorten my training period to like five or six months. And so I've just been like accelerating everything and it's been busy. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's also been like really exciting at the same time. I'm actually headed to Austin, Texas for a week on Sunday for training. So I'm super excited for that. I made like a list of restaurants I want to try. Um, so yeah, so that's my, I guess, update in career because that's like the biggest thing I focused on. Um, we can get to like maybe other personal things later. That's amazing to hear that you're happy with where you're at. So I guess returning to Pitt now, are there any differences? Because you did feel like when you were leaving mm-hmm. Pitt, oh, there's probably better out there for me. But now to come back, what's your mindset with Yeah, that? so talking about the positives, it was definitely nice coming back to a familiar environment and being able to focus on other things that were more important. Um, like I said, I didn't really have anything to complain about, maybe except for like the weather. Uh, it's been really, really snowy here. Um, but I mean, that's not the end of the world. So coming back, like I still had a few friends that were lingering here. They weren't like my super close friends. Um, but I thought like, hey, at least when I come back to Pittsburgh, I'll still have this like small network. And most of them were friends from work. So what happened was, you know, the first couple of weeks I came back, I hung out with them, caught up with them. And things just felt really different. Um And I think one of the biggest things is I realized we were, at the time, we were friends because of work. And now that we're doing completely different things, it just feels like we're just completely different people and we don't have anything to relate to. So that was kind of disappointing in the beginning. But then I'm like, okay, like I'll just make new friends. Uh, so I actually downloaded Bumble BFFs. Have I told you about that yet? My, I've heard about it, but I didn't know that. You oh were on yes. It. Uh, so yeah, because um, this one girl that I was friends with in college, she tried out Bumble BFFs when she moved back to Cali, and she like made really really good friends on it. And so I thought I'd I'd try it out. And so my first gathering um kind of turned out badly, but let me let me explain. It not really badly. What? No no no. So. I matched with this one girl, right? And uh, what another good topic to talk about is like, how do you judge profiles based on friendship on apps? Like that just sounds kind of weird. But one thing I personally look for is since I am busy with work, I would love to find someone who's also busy with work and doesn't want to hang out all the time. I would say that's like my one of my criteria. But anyways, there's this one girl I matched with and she's like, hey, 
I matched with a few other girls. I'm trying to like do like a like a big group gathering to meet everyone. Um, do you want to join? I was like, hell yeah, like you know, meeting new girlfriends, blah blah blah. And so it was a group of uh, five of us. Um, we went to get tacos. We got margaritas. Like it was it was totally fine. Then we decided to go to a bar afterwards. Um, this huge bar, and at some point. I went to the bathroom for like five minutes. At that point, like everything's fine, right? I went to the bathroom by myself, five minutes, came back. One of the girls starts crying about something. And I think, okay, to this day, I still don't know what happened, but like, I think it was drama with another girl in a group and some guy at the bar that was involved. But anyways. Wait, was this your first time meeting? Yes, that was, yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, everyone in the group were strangers um, before Minus this. two people. So the girl I matched with, the one girl she invited, she actually met up with her, like, a few times before. But everyone else, it was just, like, completely new. Um, but, yeah, so she she started crying. And that pretty much, like, ended the night for everyone. And we just went our separate ways. But like I said, I had no idea what happened. No one even messaged in the group afterwards. Um, and, yeah, it kind of just left it like that. I mean, I have no issues because, like I said, no one messaged in the group chat anyways. Um, And it was like one fun night. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was my one experience. Um, My most recent experience was a very positive one because I was the one who organized it. So there was, so I matched with these two two girls um this was before the holidays and we just recently um met up together because everyone was busy with uh, the holidays um and one of them invited another girl so anyways there's three other girls I met two of them um on like a Friday night for drinks and we got along really well like we were just talking about a lot of personal stuff and things like we like really relate to um and then we ended up meeting for brunch that same Sunday with the, with the other girl. Um, and like, I feel like I'm like a good judge of character sometimes. And I feel like our personalities just like really go well together and it's not too extreme. Um, I'm not saying like we're like best friends right now, but I can definitely see us hanging out a lot in the future. Like this one girl, she also plays tennis. So once the weather gets warmer, like I'll have her to play and stuff like that. So, after I think after those um, interactions with them that weekend, like a part of me felt more full because that was something I knew I was missing when I came to Pittsburgh was just, you know, those those group of girlfriends. Um, and something else that I realized is like, yes, I came back because it was comfortable, but I needed to start a new life. Didn't really like hit me until recently when I actually had to like cut off certain individuals from my life um, because it was just getting, I, I hate using the word toxic, but it just wasn't doing me any good. And after doing that, I just like felt this like weight lifted off my shoulders in a sense. Um, and I guess it being a new year, I just felt like I was creating something new for myself, even though I was back in the same place. I know that finding new friendships can be quite difficult, especially as an adult. Like, I've heard many stories of adults feeling super lonely once they move to a new city, get a different career, just a 
different environment altogether. So I guess for you, how would you express what making friends is like now at our age, you know, mid twenties and everything. Yeah. So I guess with the whole idea of Bumble BFFs really helps because people who go on it, at least I found are like people who just got a job in the city or um, people who are moving back and they don't have friends in the area. So you're already starting off on the same foot. You know, you have that similarity where, hey, I'm looking for like some new friends to hang out with on the weekends. And I guess just knowing that they're lonely and you're lonely helps a lot in like building connection with someone. Um, So it's honestly not hard to find people to hang out with. Now, finding friendships that will last um, to be continued. We'll, We'll see how this goes. Obviously, like I want to continue these friendships but it's the same thing with dating you don't really know unless you start spending more time with them i'm interested to see what the profiles are like because i've used neither bumble nor bumble bff Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure what the interface is like what the prompts are so how does that compare to a regular dating app right like do you just see their picture their it's actually very similar you see pictures and you get to pick prompts a lot of the prompts that people do on bubble bfs is like um you know talk about them being back in a new city um oh they talk about like oh what what would you do like on a weekend night um, are you a morning or night person? Like those type of questions. Yeah, I guess like the like I said earlier, the biggest thing I was looking for is someone who is career oriented, but also wants to like, you know, go out on the weekends or something like that. But like without the apps, like I don't know how I would make friends. Um, even though like I love my coworkers and all, most of them are married. You know, some of them have kids. I'm not going to be like, hey, you want to go out with me on the weekends? Uh, Like, I want to keep that separate. I want to keep, like, my work friends separate from, like, my personal work friends. Um, Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. And oftentimes, like, work friendships, it's, you know, friendships based off of convenience. So it must feel a lot nicer being able to select people you have the choice to actually meet up outside Mm -hmm. of work. And there's nothing, like... I don't have anything wrong against my coworkers because every couple of weeks we still go for a happy hour. Um, next Sunday, we're actually doing like a team ski trip together. Um, so we still do like team bonding stuff. Um, but it's, it's just a different connection that you have. I just think it's so interesting to, to hear your experience moving back to the same city, right? Because I think oftentimes when negative things happen to people, their idea of moving off from it is just to move out, just to run away from the place that might have caused some sort of discomfort. But now that you're back in it, it's in, what's the word? It's like heartwarming to kind of hear that you can sort of create your own future or your present the way that you want So now you have, like, a different group of friends, even though you're in the same city. You are the master of your destiny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just pulled that out somewhere. Oh, disgusting. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Even though these positive things are happening and I'm creating all of these, there's still that one part that I'll talk more about where it's just something's missing. Like, for example, the whole running away part. Honestly, if someone offered me a really, really good job abroad, 
uh, maybe within the same company. I would totally take it. Oh my gosh. It was a right circumstance. I would totally take it. Um, but I don't know. It's, hmm. I don't know if it's based off of the fact that I'm running away from something. Oh, no, I wasn't saying that you were running away. I was just giving an example of why people would feel the need to. But mm-hmm. people do, like, move away to run away, even if they don't know mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm just still trying to grasp what I feel like I'm still missing. Ah, you feel like you're missing something, but you can't pinpoint exactly what it is. Yes. Oh, I, I actually, I kind of know it's, I had this conversation with a friend. It's having like the what's next mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, I feel so bad because I literally just moved back and I'm already starting to think like, what am I going to do within in the next couple of years? Like, am I going to stay? Am I going to move somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's. I'm trying to take it day by day, but then it's hard when people ask you, oh, where do you see yourself within the next five years? And it's also good to plan ahead too. So pros and cons. Ideal, I mean, like I said, ideally, I would love to stay in Pittsburgh long-term. You know, that means I still love my career. My career is going somewhere. Um, Another big thing that we can talk about next is just like finding a significant other because it's funny when, when I'm ready to find a significant other, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Um, and like, are you on dating apps now too? Yeah, we can, we, we can talk a little bit about it. I'm, I am ready for that next step. Um, not marriage, just, just, just serious part. Yeah. <laughs> just a serious part. Why did that sound so serious? I, I was like, oh, does she mean marriage? Oh no, I am not going to get married for another at least five years. So, <laughs> um, but just, Having a partner where you can share your experiences together and grow together. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for that. Do you feel like you could ever find that in platonic friendships? Like if you had friends with similar interests that you could share things with? No. Or even just like talk about your day on the daily? Mm-mm. It's... <sighs> That's something I actually, like, I'll have to think about why my answer is no. Like, even if I can imagine myself, you know, hanging out with these new girls, like, all the time and just, like, doing the same activities you would do with a significant other, it would still feel like something's missing. Like that unconditional love? I think, yeah. Maybe it's because, like, I didn't feel... Like, I was loved correctly growing up. And so I'm seeking this sort of love from someone else that, you know, friends can't really give. That's understandable. Yeah. It's just the care is different, I guess. Do you feel any any differences in how you're going about life now with these decisions compared to, you know, how you run the apps like last year? It was a bit of a roller coaster when I came back to Pittsburgh. So within my six months of being in Boston, I was not on the apps at all. I didn't date at all. I didn't even flirt. Like it was just non-existent. And so it was interesting coming back to it because I'm like, okay, I'm like, I feel like a new person. I feel fresh. Like it's going to be good. But then there's a period of time where it felt toxic again. Like, Um, I was seeking 
connections that I knew wasn't going to last. Like I said, when I came to back, when I came back to Pittsburgh, like I was ready um, for something more serious. Um, but when you're on the apps, it's just like it's it's a cycle. It's a toxic cycle sometimes. Um, but I've gotten I've came back to my senses. So right now, Lucy's good. Yeah, dating apps is always going to be a cycle. The only thing that's changed is, you know, I'm more sure that I do want to try to find a long-term partner. You know, it was different before when I was in Pittsburgh because I knew I was moving away and I didn't really care if it stayed. Um, but now, yeah, that is uh, what I'm looking for. I'm not going to go into too many details, um, but I am going on a fourth date with someone on Friday. We'll see if that goes anywhere. If it honestly, like if it doesn't, I think back, like I'm still happy with where I am in life. And I, maybe that's the different mentality I have is because I'm so happy with my life now that like, I'm willing to be vulnerable and willing to put myself out there. And I actually wrote something you told me down in my journal that I actually reread. Let me see if I can find it. That like, I... I still like remind myself it, the quote that you said. Okay. Damn, I'm curious. What words of wisdoms have has Kim <laughs> bestowed on to you? So this was you told me this like after my last breakup. So you said, only good can come out of being true to who you are and how you feel. Might be a bit harder to trust others, but what can bridge that gap is vulnerability. So either way, I think the best remedy is to be authentically yourself and voice your feelings slash thoughts always. Oh. I don't know if, I, I'm pretty sure you sent that over a text or something. That is something I would totally say. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, actually maybe we can transition and just like talking about values because of like the New Year's goals and stuff. So yeah, 2021, uh, I started this new thing of instead of writing specific New Year's goals, I did New Year's values or New Year values, whatever. And I wrote five down for 2021, um, one of them being authenticity. And that is something I carried on for this year as well. But that is just like the most important value I will ever have. And it's something like I remind myself about too. So for example, if We'll use dating, for example. Acting in, like acting uninterested is, like, the new cool for dating. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, some, I don't know why people feel the obligation to act, like, very, like, nonchalant, try to act really cool when it comes to dating instead of actually, like, saying, like, hey, I like you. Or just being more open and being more vulnerable. And... That is something I've been trying to do less of because I've definitely done that before where, oh, I got to act like this chill chick. I mean, I mean, a lot of times, especially in the beginning, I'm really chill. Um, but with this new guy, I've, I've like honestly been more open and more proactive and he's actually like noticed it and like really shocked that a girl is like that. Um and so I guess I've been getting good reception, which is why I'm continuing doing it. So as in like you're sort of going after what you want? Well, one example is not being afraid to initiate. Mm, so okay. like... Did you sort of rely on 
the person you're chatting with to initiate mm-hmm. yes um for sure but also like my last two ex-boyfriends were very like they did the whole love bombing thing oh another thing that i realized love bombing was like my baseline normal of what dating should be and so i had to like reverse my thinking and telling myself that love bombing is toxic it's not normal (laughs) it's bad wow that's so funny you bring that up because trisha and i were literally just talking about this on an episode we recorded all about tactics on how to pick up women and love bombing was one of the more conniving ways of doing so yeah i don't know if it's see i don't think they do it on purpose though it's just they're seeking love and they want it um quickly and in order to do that you like throw everything you got at someone hoping that they'll respond and be reciprocated so yeah i've had to develop new mindsets when it comes to dating but it's been good i've I thought that I learned enough about dating, but I haven't yet. I think I'm trying to relearn dating. There you go. Relearn mm. dating. Real quick, recently Trisha and I have been enjoying a few jewelry pieces from the brand Ana Luisa. I got these dainty gold flower earrings that were in collaboration with Beauty Within, which I've been wearing on the daily and have gotten so many compliments. I've had their Michelle earrings since last year and they become a staple in my wardrobe. Agreed. I'm loving the Michelle set. The piece looks beautiful and pairs well with so many of my outfits. All the jewelry is elegant and versatile and would easily elevate any look. We're super stoked to be working with Ana Luisa and to let our listeners know of the ongoing sale, where you can get trendy pieces with sustainable packaging up to 40% off. With jewelry starting at $39, they offer a variety of pieces with a fair price point. They release new collections every single Friday. You can get extra discounts by shopping at our special link, shop.analuisa.com slash l-u-c-i-d. Again, that's shop.analuisa.com slash l-u-c-i-d for up to 40% off. Going towards the values that I wrote for this year. So some of them are similar, um, but I did add something new. So let me go through my journal. Okay. So I wrote down four. Um, I kind of left a space for five because five seemed like a good number and maybe like some new value will hit me this year. I find <laughs> important. But anyways, number one, I still kept, you know, authenticity. Um, I said, this is one of the values that will stay number one for me for a very long time. Um, I want to know that I got where I am by being myself. It, in a sense, it's an act of vulnerability. And below it, uh, I wrote down like improvements. Since this is a similar value I had since last year, I was like, how can I improve upon it? And I said, uh, be more vocal with my thoughts and emotions. Um, that's something I'm going to constantly have to work on. Uh, surrounding myself with only authentic people. Um, and then authentic, but also morally good. Because even though... You might be yourself. That's not always like a positive thing for people. Uh, you still have to hold yourself accountable for yeah. the bad things Holding you do. yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that is what I wrote for authenticity. Uh, the second value uh, is also a repeat from last year was stability. Well, last year I wrote peace slash stability, but I just chose the word stability for this year. Um, I said 2022 is going to be an exciting and rewarding year, but I know it's going to be an emotionally challenging one, but I'm confident I can handle it. 
um, improvements, uh, journaling more, taking more breaks, less overthinking, and comfortable independence. Yeah, I wrote down comfortable independence. That's when um, I didn't really have like close, good friends around me. Um, and I was forced to be by myself. But now that I do have people that I can hang out with and I choose to be by myself, that means like, you know, I'm comfortable, if that makes sense. So sort of like you have the choice to be alone, even though you have the option to hang with others. Okay. Yeah. For three, I wrote, it's generic, just health. Um, physically, this is the best shape I've been in my life. Working out has become my stress relief and I want to continue my habits. Um, I mean, it, working out is something I've done like the last couple years, but like I can finally say like I'm happy with where I am now and like working I work out like maybe like four or five times a week now and like I go at like five or six a.m in the mornings before work and it's just like something that just like makes me feel good when I do it um even though there's so many times like I don't feel like going today but then somehow like I can't fall asleep so I get up anyways and go to the gym (laughs) um so yeah and then improvements pushing myself continue consistency continue eating healthy yeah, so working out has definitely been um, a huge thing for me the last couple of months. So the first and last thing is the one that's more new. I titled it Reinvent Yourself. Um, I said, I couldn't think of one word to sum this up. I heard a quote recently about how the reason why nothing is changing is because you're not letting your old self breathe. Let your old self go so you can reinvent yourself. Um, that goes back to the whole like coming back to Pittsburgh um I was coming back to some of the same things but that wasn't working out for me and so I had to let that go so I can build like this new Lucy for myself that fits me more yeah yeah actually i'm surprised i'm surprised at how well this is going right now on this podcast no i love it you are just rolling i am just rolling you are you're a true natural (laughs) yeah but this is all like months of stuff bottled up so it's all coming out at once um and then for improvements i don't know what i meant by this it says take more social risks um i don't know what that means but we'll we'll come back to it. Oh wait, question for you on your previous point about letting the old version of you go. Are you ever hit with some pang of nostalgia for what once was? Um, I mean, it happens a lot when I listen to like music in certain songs. I really, I honestly don't get negative emotions being back in Pittsburgh again. Um, I know, like with that whole stint that happened last year, you think I would, but. I don't know. I've just like moved on from it. Do I have like five second moments like here and there when I think about it and I get reminded of it? Yeah. But overall, like, I mean, that just happens. But don't you ever feel sad to let the old version of you go? No. Um, because like I said, like I'm at that point where I'm, I don't know, this is kind of like parallel to what we're talking about, but if I got a job, in a foreign country, I would totally just take it. Just leave right now and take it. 
because like I just because I like like I want to try something new maybe like for me trying new things has always turned out good and so I guess I relate change to you know positivity and that's why I'm not really scared about it I'm not really hesitant what was weird is just I didn't realize I needed it when I came back because I, I thought I was like, oh, well, I mean, getting this whole entire new career is a big change for me and which it is. And I thought that was enough, but it wasn't. I had to change other parts of my life to adjust to this mm-hmm. new Lucy. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know, right? I know. Or maybe I'm just like exaggerating everything, and it's just a lot more simple. No, I feel I feel a total a total change in you. you. You're carrying yourself a lot more confidently now. You have more things solidified, and it's amazing to hear just how proactive you are in molding this new version of yeah. you in your life. No, I I think that whole year when we were podcasting and everything and. We did have some good content, don't get me wrong. And I did learn a lot about myself. Um, but I was definitely in a place of stagnancy. Is that how you pronounce that word? And that wasn't really something I could change. Because for me, I was just waiting for the program. To, like that was The program was what started it all. Um, and so I was kind of riding the... W- stagnant wave or whatever um before when I was in Pittsburgh and now it's just like it's just the beginning of a lot of positive things to come and I feel like I can make these changes because I had to get rid of some things in my past I think that's another thing you can only fill so much in your bucket you gotta throw some things out like what parts did you sort of have to snip off so you said some people who weren't really serving you in your current state yeah um and then of course like lifestyle changes mm -hmm. i think people would be number one because the person I was before wasn't like I, I don't want to say I didn't like the person who I was before because I do like the person who I was before. Um, it just wasn't the person that fits me now um, at my age and the goals I have for my future, that sort of thing. To I guess like, yeah, I mean, lifestyle changes has helped a lot for sure. Um, and it's not just, you know, looking good, but like you also feel good and you feel like you're working towards something and like even the small thing. So for example, like I started doing more pushups because before I could probably not even do like one pushup, but now I can do like a good 10 pushups in a row, you know? So it's just like small things like that just reminds me that like, you know, if I set a goal, I can do it. And just like knowing that you can consistently set goals for yourself. And I love how you've been keeping up with this idea of new year values instead of new year goals. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, but within these values, like I kind of am writing like smaller goals. 
Um, but finishing up with the reinvent yourself, uh, another thing was find a side hustle. Because oh. that's what, you know, everyone's doing nowadays. And just like, because someone asked me, just like, outside of work, like, how much free time do you have? So it's more like, how much time do I have to prioritize towards something else? And I mean, it depends on the week. Some weeks I just would rather focus on training and work. Um, but other weeks, like, if I had to, I would have like a good two hours every day to like do something else. Um, oh, coming back, like I, I gamed a lot last year, but like I just don't have the desire to game again. And it's been hard like getting back to even like reading self-improvement books. So that's just like... I don't know. I'm still trying to the books books over video games. I'm still trying. Um, but just like finding a side hole. So I'm like so I like watched videos of like um what's it called? Like like investments in stocks, um, the like with like index funds and like putting money in your to your like S P five hundred, which I'm eventually gonna do. So mm-hmm. like I've been like looking into stuff like that, but just finding something, just, just something. Um, and then, oh, another thing I said, make new friends, but that was when like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> now you have new friends. <laughs> now I have new friends. Um, yeah. So those are my new values for 2022. But like I said, I, I do want a fifth one because five just sounds better than four. <laughs> so you said you're not re- really reading self-help books as much, right? You're not consuming much self-help content. No. Because you know why? Why? I well no, it's because I've been on TikTok. (laughs) And that has enough (laughs) self-improvement on that. (laughs) I see the thing, okay. When I tell people, I was like, well, you know, like I only go on TikTok right before I fall asleep. And it brings me joy, it brings me laughter, and it does. But sometimes I catch myself on there for like an hour or two. I was like, Lucy, do you have really have to be on TikTok for one or two hours? But you I mean, know, it brings you some joy. Yeah, it bring it does bring me joy. It do I use it a little bit too much? Yes, but I'm also not on social media as much, anyways. So I think I'm just replacing that with something. But anyways, I do need like it's good to have other hobbies because it's just easier like having conversations with people. You know. Hmm. What about you? Did you come up with any new goals? Sorry, I've been talking a lot about myself. Oh, uh, no, it's perfectly fine. I mean, anyone who listens to the podcast, like, have heard me speak a ton already. Um, new goals? I have a ton of projects in plan for this year. Sorry, yeah, but- I, I didn't even, like, we haven't really caught up. So I'm all ears about, I guess, what's been going on with your side projects and stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, I... I th- I've mentioned on the podcast already, and I've I've told you also that I have a production team now. We've been doing some gigs here and there. You know, I'm still still very much on the path of just you know creating content, whatever brings me joy, whether that be writing, like videos, photography, all that. Uh, I'm still, you know, of course, it's a lifelong journey of figuring yourself out. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get too too much into like where. I'm at that's basically the gist you know I'm just working on a ton of different projects keeping myself busy yeah do you feel content I do feel content 
and that's why I didn't say happy I said content (laughs) yeah like I always have to compare myself to how I was years ago straight out of college working at a job that I loathed just because I didn't think I had many other options but now I truly feel that I have so many options like there's so many things I can do so many different avenues I can explore and I don't feel as lost anymore if anything I feel a lot more aligned with some sort of sense of purpose what I'm meant to do I'm a lot more confident in my ability to do things but yeah, it's been a lot of internal changes I think this past year which is sometimes hard to talk to other people about I'm sure you know like you said it's much easier to talk to people about hobbies and whatnot but for me it's basically you know if I'm not working on myself I'm working on some projects I I pulled a tarot card at the beginning of the year to sort of describe I, I forget if I had chosen it to describe my month of January or my whole year but basically I pulled the hermit card uh-huh I don't know and, that much about tar- tar- tarot oh, no, just cards. The oh. hermit. Yeah. Just oh, okay. being a hermit for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt it felt like really reaffirming. Um, because, you know, I'm always like a homebody. And once I pulled that card, I think it's, I felt like a sort of shift. Like, okay, I'm just meant to continue working on the things that I want to do. I no longer want to put myself in positions where... You know, I'm not enjoying myself or like I don't actually want to be here. So a lot of setting boundaries and sticking to them too, just to be able to focus on things that I genuinely want to do. So a lot of just, I think, in a way, sticking up for myself. I can definitely feel like a more sense of calm from you. Like you're more situated in like where you are in life. Um, Not the word mature. But I don't know. I feel like last year you were definitely more like you had all these like great ideas like, you know, like I want to do this. I want to do this. And I feel like now you're just like, like I said, settling in into like what you feel comfortable with doing. Um, And that makes me feel calm. That makes me feel calm. Yeah, I feel like we started the podcast at very different stages of our lives, and it's so interesting to see this transformation in both of us. I think you can even just tell by the way we speak now. It's slightly different from the very first episode, of course. Yeah, until uh, we end this podcast and we start gossiping. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but I remember, like, we made comments about, like, deleting our old episodes because it's so cringy and stuff. Yeah. (sighs) Honestly, like, yeah. that's yeah. I haven't listened I don't care. to any of the old ones. It's <gasps> mm-hmm. just up there because yeah. some people do enjoy it. And I'm like, okay, if some people enjoy it, that means more people could possibly enjoy it. <sighs> but yeah, why do you think you cringe? I I was gonna say is because we were too personal, but I don't think that's the that I don't think that's the issue. Because I just felt like a different person. I don't know. But at the same time, we feel okay. Well us now we feel like oh we're more mature but then five years from now we listen to this specific episode will we feel like oh wow we were so young probably i feel like it's gonna yeah probably so i think it's just that and that was only like a year ago (laughs) but we are in our mid-20s and that's when a lot of change happens i feel like this is such a small percentage of what perhaps a child star 
might have felt oh yeah right? yeah oh just, just a small have, part yeah just to have themselves being aired out like that at such a young age and uh, talking about just constant you... media attention as you get older what's up did you watch the harry potter reunion i did yeah that i literally thought of emma watson and how she almost quit uh doing harry potter i'm just like like if you did it i would understand but thank god you didn't um but yeah just think of what they went through as like kids and i mean i i mean yeah they missed out on a lot but at like at the same time at least they were still surrounded by like other people around their age as well so i mean that's why they grew up as a not insane people so that we know of that we know of that's true just this conversation has slightly shifted my mentality a bit especially when it comes to thinking about the next place i want to live i was against going back to one place because i felt like oh there's so many memories attached to this place there's so many people i know but just to hear that you're able to sort of reinvent yourself within the same city limits mm-hmm. it makes me feel better Good. not that it completely changes my decision but it does cast yeah. a different light mm-hmm. which it's nice to hear your experience revisiting y- yeah and i remind myself that like if i do want to you know visit any places you're you can always travel like travel with friends and stuff like that and the fact that like i'm willing to drop everything and move abroad i still don't know if that's like just me running away from something because we were talking about that earlier where some people like want to move all of a sudden because they're trying to run away from something um yeah i don't know i think it's you know a big thing is i guess working with my coworkers who are you know married and have kids like they're they have responsibilities you know they have priorities i have nothing that's really attaching me to pittsburgh do you think you're running away or searching for something Ooh, that's a good one probably searching for something i i guess the fact that i know that i can move is more like i guess makes it seem more enticing because i know i'm not gonna have that chance in the future i sometimes fear that i will never be truly content and i feel like this is a lifelong lesson but I'm just speaking from, you know, finally being able to do things that I want to do and I'm becoming the person that I've always wanted to be. And yet there is still this feeling of discomfort in a way that I could be doing better, that I could be doing something else elsewhere. You know, like there's so many different possibilities. I think the issue right now is the struggle to be present and grateful for the things that I have can you relate to that at all yes that actually reminds me that um I said that I wanted to journal more um I need to start writing down things I appreciate in life which I haven't done yet um so let me write that down now so I don't forget (laughs) because that's actually really important um but yes I definitely do agree I I personally don't appreciate where I am in life enough 
Um, but it's so hard to go away from thinking about things that could make you more content because it's, I, maybe it's because you know, it's possible, you know, there are things that you can achieve to make you more content. Like if I knew it was impossible, like I wouldn't think about it. For example, winning the lottery, that would make me so content, but I know that's like, that's not within my reach. So I don't think about it. But even if you did win the lottery, right? Like billion dollars or whatever. You don't think that you'll still feel discontentment at some point? At some point, yes. Mm -hmm. But at least it'll last me for like a period of time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess answering your question, I think it's never going to end. It's it's better to be sad in a mansion. <laughs> That's what my mom said. It's better to be sad when you're married to someone rich. <laughs> oh gosh, I like. Am I sad at that fact? No, because it's just. Maybe we can think of it as like a human emotion. Because if you don't feel mm. like that, you know, you're just. Yeah, like you can't be happy all the time. Likewise, you know, sadness isn't something that's permanent either, but it's something that ebbs and flows. Yes. And I think maybe that's something we have to accept as part of our lifestyle and maybe it'll like feel more natural. Maybe it'll help you appreciate, you know, have moments of appreciation. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, speaking of which, you have kept up this healthy habit of journaling how oh well, has... i haven't kept it up but keep going oh okay no i was just going to ask you how do you think it's affected you if you'd notice any changes at all from compared to like the times that you consistently journal to not journaling at all i think a few things it's nice knowing that i documented a part of myself to something more permanent like mm. every time I come back after like a stint of not writing and then I come back to it, I always like reread the stuff I write and I always appreciate like I'm very grateful for just writing all these down because I can when I read it, I can like feel like the emotions I went through and kind of like reminds myself of how much I went through as a person and feeling emotions like I feel like this is a very powerful thing because when I wrote that journal entry, like writing those values, that was after like a while of not writing. And I did like rereading through, through the journal too. And like, I teared up, like I cried because like I was just feeling all these emotions. And I think it's like when I'm so busy, like you don't really feel too much because you're just like, go, go, go. Um, and even though like tears are a sign of, I don't know, weakness or whatever, like I'm, I like crying sometimes because it's it like just, a nice like, it's release. like, it's like a nice release. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, but you know, not that I consistently journal now, but which I guess maybe it's a good thing that I don't consistently journal because some of them just like gets repetitive, but it's. It also like helps me sort out my thoughts too, but ev because everything I said on this episode, I don't think I would have been able to clearly articulate it if I didn't write it down. 
And it's also nice, like, obviously, like, when you write stuff down, you remember it more. And, like, you know, some of the uh, sentences, like, I wrote down, like, maybe I'll, like, bring up to other people and, like, ask them, like, their thoughts, um, what they're going through in life. So it kind of helps with, like, conversation starters and stuff like that. They do say journaling is very meditative. It's the time you set aside every single day to actually be with yourself. It's good. I mean, like I said, you don't have to do it consistently, but like every every now and then. But also like you, it only works like if you're like being truly honest with yourself and, you know, you need a calm space to do it. Maybe force yourself to cry. Maybe that will help. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need that at least once a week. <laughs> a good cry. Yeah, I'm still figuring things out. But at least like I've taking control over some aspects in my life and uh we'll just go from there but yeah but it's I know it's been a while since Lucy has been back but it feels really good thank you for like you know attempting to like keep me in touch even though like I didn't need to know like I know you felt obligated to like you know being respectful um but yeah thank you for feeling like you needed to, you know, ask me for permission for things that shows you that Kim is a very respectful, loyal, and caring person. <laughs> no, um, thank you for initiating. Initiate. Oh, this episode? Yes, this this episode. Yeah. Other yeah, cuz I if if you hadn't, I think I would have just I would have kept waiting. Because oh I God. felt like I had asked too many times before. It's like I'll just wait for Lucy to reach out when she is ready. <laughs> And thank you for giving me the space. Thank you for waiting and allowing me to initiate and being receptive. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, this is not me coming back to the podcast, but at least like this is a good, you know, dip my toes in and we'll see what happens in the future. I I'm definitely going to come back for an ep another episode. I can promise you that. You know, this podcast is your home. Welcome this home. <laughs> oh, stop. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, you can shop some trendy jewelry pieces with discounts up to 40% off using our special link, shop.analuisa.com slash lucid. For any serious inquiries, reach out to us at lucidtranslation at gmail.com. For anything else, feel free to slide into our DMs on Instagram at lucidintranslation as well. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye.